This is Two Shy Guys a Mile High. Yo, 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 we back again. It's Two Shy Guys a Mile High. We in here with Phil Will. How dig. WB, come fly with me. Hey. Now this episode, what, what? I see him with new tagline for real. <laughs> <laughs> see, I want to say Phil Will, but I don't want to take your name too, man. Nah, I'm just gonna leave it for WB. Come hey, fly with me. <laughs> bird, no bird, man, because I'm gonna get you paid, baby. Hey, <laughs> oh, now welcome back, Two Shot Guys of Mount High. We're gonna be talking about. Let, let's just go recap the last episode. Last episode, we talked about change and what it means to us. Mm-hmm. So we went over a couple of uh, situations talking about change. Let's just do a little recap. So we talked about just, we do define it in our own terms. And so, I mean, it's it really going from one state to another. I think that's what I'd said as a definition. But, I mean, you guys can go back and listen to it again. Hopefully you, you've listened to all of us, all of our episodes up until now. So please go back and visit that episode. Um, but today we we want to we want to we want to make a branch off that we want to build off a change and we're gonna go into what we feel is the second part of change and is the adaption portion. How do you adapt to situations? What is what does adaptation mean to you? For me, WB, adaptation means to using what you learn to adjust to different circumstances or an environment. So, how do you take your past knowledge to apply to your current? Whatever going on to make sure that you can be successful in any, any atmosphere or anywhere you are, whether it be at work, outside work, any situation, so in anywhere. For real. I mean, I think you said the key word there, adjusting, right? So looking at the circumstances for what it is, you know, taking hopefully taking emotion out of that. Because sometimes you can you can be very emotional, um, in, in, in making that assumption, like I need to adjust, it could just be, it's just, it's, it's tough now and you need to stay the course, but, um, adapting, I think, like you said, I, I don't want to take any luster away from that, but just really adjusting kind of on the fly, right? Like just saying, I think this situation was one way. Um, I think I should, I should stay the course, but I, I let me just, let me just kind of tweak a little bit here. Let me just, um, take a little bit of a lesson here and, and, but keep moving forward on the same on the same trajectory, though. You know what I'm saying? So it's a little bit different than change, but it's a little more. I think it's tweaky, right? It's it's just staying yeah, the course. It's tweaky. tweaky. We can think it's tweaky. from Chicago. It's tweaky. It's tweaky. tweaky. I mean, it's tweaky. <laughs> you know, I but know. I, I was gonna say uh, it's adjusting to a different condition or becoming comfortable in a new or adverse situation. That's what I would say for adjusting or adapting. See, I'm already calling it adjusting. <laughs> but adapting is just being just being flexible, being able to alter yourself or being able to uh, be able to uh, switch your mindset up to become comfortable in a different situation or adverse situation. It could be adverse or it could be a good situation. And being agile about it, though, I think that's a different. Because change is more long-term, you know, it takes a little more evolution, I think. And, and, Putting and, the lean and, and, principles in there. Right. Yeah, I mean, but you got that No, but honestly, like, just really looking at subsections of it instead of the whole the whole piece of it, right? Um, I think Chopping for, it down a little bit. In some atmosphere, I also think that through change, you learn how to adapt. Without the change, you don't know how to adapt at all in terms of doing anything. So it's the micro steps that help get you to be able to adapt. And I think that we are two shy guys. I'm a mile high. 
and we all are here in Seattle, Washington. So we could also just get into some of our own personal how we adapted in terms of how we even got to this wow, place yeah. in the first place. That's a good segue. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. I mean, so I'm in the middle here. Let me. Man, I would just talk about me, <laughs> me personally, just coming from Chicago, mm-hmm. right after college. And it was like, I was in college, and I remember this day. I remember this day. This was just a, a crazy day. So I'm in, I'm, I'm still in uh, DeKalb, Illinois. Graduated the prior year in December. So I'm just, uh, so I'm sitting in my, uh, in my apartment room, me and my frat brothers. So I'm just downstairs, we chilling. And I'm actually moving back home at this point. I got a, my, uh, my family owns a apartment complex with a mother-in-law. Nice. So I'm like, okay, I'm moving back home. You know what I'm saying? This is going to be a big step for me. You know what I'm saying? I'm out in the real world. And it's the day I'm moving home. My pops just came up with the trailer. And he's like, all right, let's go start packing your stuff up. So my homie, he's going to move into the crib. So we're just going to do a swap. On the fly, I get a call. And then, like, I'm uh, I'm, I'm, in, I'm downstairs in my uh, crib. And then I got bad signal. I got, I got Sprint. <laughs> I got Sprint. So oh, I, I, I'm like, man, hold on. I got a call. I don't, I don't even know this area code. So I'm like, okay. Let me run upstairs take this call. So I'm on the phone. I'm like, okay. And then my homie's looking at me. I'm like, I'm like, yes, yes. My my voice changed a little bit. I'm like, yes, yes. Okay, yes. It's great. Sounds great. So I get a call from the job that I'm at now. And they're like, yeah, basically, you know what I'm saying? We, we want to offer you this job. You did well on your interview. Wow. Want to offer this job on the spot. So I'm just like, man, at that moment of time, like, I'm just I'm already in the process of moving to the crib, moving back home to Chicago. Wow. Then I get this call and they like you know what I'm saying? Do you want this position? You can take time to think about it. And I'm just like, I got to make this change right on the fly. And that was the first day wow. in history that somebody from the Bears actually caught Hail Mary. I'm just going to say Because they cheated. Hey, what happened? What happened last oh week? <laughs> All right, but back to the story. Hey, now, but back to it. But, but just that, just that, you know what I'm saying? And then my homie's like, man, what's going on with that? Because you know what I'm saying? I'm usually like, you know what I'm saying? I'm usually cool, calm, collected. But I heard this big opportunity. I'm like, yeah. I got to take this. Wow. I don't know what's going to happen. It and life like, it, man. Life changes. Wow. But I'm able to, but being able to understand that change is happening, I'm able to make that adaptation right on the fly. And I'm like, yeah, I want to take that opportunity <laughs> right there. Wow. That and it was like Seattle, lot, Washington. Man. I know my whole family's here. All my friends is here. But I can, you know what I'm saying? I'm a personal person. I can make, I, I can find people yeah. of like-mindedness wherever I go because I feel like I know, I know myself. And yeah. then, you know what I'm saying? I'm understandable enough. And I'm, Ooh. you know what I'm saying? I feel like I'm diligent enough to be able to find people like-minded. So that's, that's, that's interesting because. The the fact that you have a similar story, that's so man, crazy. I mind it's kind of similar too. It's man. not yours was oh my yours God. was definitely bro, I didn't even know that cash, though. Mine is mine is it's on the same. Me and my homies talk too. about that all the time, bro. Me and my homies crazy. talk about that all the time. It's just like, bro, the day I'm moving out, the day I'm going to the crib, I get this call, change my life. For real. For real. But if you don't if you don't if you're not who you are at that moment in your life, you might have just been like, "No, nah, I'm comfortable here. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go back to the to the crib." Because you had, I mean, think about that. You got your son there yeah. at that point. You know what I'm saying? And so that's a big, big factor that, for you of of taking really. that risk and taking that and really and really adapting. Saying, "Son, look, I'm I was about to be back home. We know I just finished school. We, we had to plan, but this this happened. So now we got to we got to audible. Hi, hi. And and now." Bears. The the things that <laughs> Omaha, Omaha. <laughs> but but no, but really, like, but stand on that point though, because the things that, that you have experienced now and and 
and and what you've come to 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 know and what you've come to grow to love here in Seattle, right? Like we would not be doing this right yeah, now. That decision wasn't made. This probably at that, at that point. Those major junctions in life that God be dropping in front places in front of us. It's a big fork of the road, and you need to make a decision. And that was probably one of the that game was clutch, man. breaking decisions. We not here right, right now. We not here. We right not here right now. There is no two shot guys in my life. It's just not. It's not even a a, a, a glimmer of, of a thought because. Like the similar situation. Like I think I was telling y'all before we had um, started up the cast. I, I was doing music. I mean, I had just finished my electrical engineering degree, and it was like the downturn. It was like oh four, oh uh, like like right around like the the presidential candidate election, kind of like what's happening right now. Um, and then a lot of people weren't you know giving out jobs. I mean, I got my my double E degree. You know what I'm saying? African American man, what's up? I, I'm decent. Graduated. Kept my nose clean. You know what I'm saying? Um. Hey, made some connections. It was just there was no jobs like that in Chicago. I mean, had it all mapped out. I was gonna get my job in Chicago. I was gonna, you know, stay home with my mom, stack money, stack bread. I'm gonna start this music thing up. Boom, my, my little group, we doing our thing, 220, we doing our thing. Second to none, shout out. Um, we doing our thing, and then boom, like three months in. I mean, we we making we doing shows, I'm I'm selling beats or whatever. And I'm thinking I'm gonna do that. I get the call. I get the call from the beat. They like, uh, Man, we really liked you. We wanna we wanna offer you this this opportunity. You know what I'm saying? At you know, top two fortune company in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, what I'm gonna do? I'm a, I don't know what the starving artist gonna do. Gone. You know what I'm saying? But I always knew that I could come back to it and come back to something. And man, that like that that decision changed my life. My mom was I'm my only child. I'm about to go two to two hundred miles over here with nobody. It's just me. Yeah. Now I got a family, man. You know what I'm saying? And and, and fatherhood is not possible for me. You got those blessings, man. If I yeah, if I don't make real. that choice and adapt, like I I could have been comfortable and stayed there. Yeah. But there is no two shy guys in my house. But man, I remember blessings, somebody man. saying somebody saying that, you know what I'm saying, this is a plan that's above us all. So yeah. like God got a plan for us, man, and then it's just falling into yeah. place. For real. For, for real. real. I my sim- my situation is very similar as well. Um, I would I tweaked <laughs> in my <laughs> academic years when I, I was an electrical engineer, really wasn't putting in the time that was required to be good in that field. Obviously, the person next to me, one of the shy guys, <laughs> did that. But I had to change and adapt and convert my degree into an industrial engineering degree. So mm-hmm. I did that, and I really started taking school seriously, started going to class and performing, blessed enough where have people in my life put in good words for me and do good work at the company that I work in today to help me get an internship. Mm. And then from the internship, I oh. came back to school for one last semester, was couch surfing for that semester, was, <laughs> was slumming it and bumming it. And then at the time, I didn't have any job offers, and I was getting real sad because I'm like, man, everybody over here winning, talking about what company are you going to? I'm like, man, I don't even have a job. Wow. So I had an interview. I did the interview for the company. I felt like it went well, but didn't hear anything. And I'm just waiting, waiting, waiting. And then I got the same call too. But I say it's kind of similar because I had was thinking that if I got to go back home and I don't want to do that. And I feel like that's taking an L and hustling backwards, not knowing that guy had a plan for me and that wasn't even an option. I was going to make uh. it. But at the same time, I also have to recognize that that's the wrong mentality to have, too, about going back home. It's not necessarily about admitting defeat. You just have to change and adapt to your current situation yes, and figure sir, out how to, to make yourself get through. So yes, sir. Yes, that sir. was over 11 years ago. Came out here to Seattle, working for 11 years. So and within that time, I've had different various job roles and learning how to adapt to that as well, too. So going from new positions and new roles where I have to 
go from doing things like time studies to doing things more code based, more analytics, pulling data from back end systems, visualizing wow. that yeah, information. Yeah. So changing that to that environment. Um, case in point, recently I have a I'm in a new job role where I'm supposed to be automating a bunch of my processes, but my real full time job is on this great project that I really can't talk about too much to finer details. That's gonna help change the way we do things in business, but it requires a lot more of my time. So I'm leaving my other role kind of hanging a little bit. And I'm like, man, I feel bad for my teammate that I'm not able to put in the effort, but because this new role, I have to change and adapt because it's requiring like 12 hours a day, yeah, 10 to 12 yeah, minimum. Yeah. There, uh, and different people, different regions, different countries, different states. Yeah. There's a lot of coordination behind it. So I've had to learn to adapt in that role too to make sure that I'm good at work and outside of work because if I'm working 10, 12 hours a day, I also have to come home to my wife and make sure right, I'm managing right, and adapting right. to my new circumstances and marriage. But we can talk about that a little bit later. So hey, it's, yeah. a, it's a it's a big total sum. It's just managing all of that. One thing I do want to say, hey, congratulations to you, brother. I've been hearing some real good things about the work that you've been putting in for, for, some, for some good, for some, for, for some legitimate players, you know what I'm saying? And then, nice. you know, just, just as well, just sharing minds as, as well. Just, you know, I was coming in and just being into the situation being into work, new environment, just learning. So the first couple of years, like like how you just said, uh, how long you were out here. I've been out here for seven years. The time's flying, man. The first couple of years, I wanted to get in there and understand like what my job is, the RAA, what what actual roles I'm supposed to do. What's my statement yeah. of work? How do I excel at this? Because I'm I'm used to being able to put my stuff forward and being able to excel in the situation. But and I understand you talking about your new role and this me as myself. I experienced being in a new role at the beginning of this year, so it's just about uh, learning to adapt. Because I'm just used to doing my work, you know, what I'm saying, staying into my uh, my personal self, and then just getting my work done so I can execute and get, you know, what I'm saying, exemplary uh, remarks on my things sure, that I do. Because sure. you know, what I'm saying, more like, of a leadership role. Yeah. And then now, yeah. just switching into a point where they're looking up to me as the leader of the group, mentor and stuff. So mm-hmm. being able to delegate my time a different way, not saying that I need to be able to do all of this right, stuff now right, to right. excel. I'm trying to build other people so they can do the same thing that yeah. I'm doing. You, so you, I'm you, leading you, people you now. You adapted your skill set to a, to a to a different level. Of, of learning right exactly. so now you're you're going from just okay give me the work to okay i understand what work needs to be get done yes. let me go get the, the players on my team that i know can handle the work because here you go yeah. and so you you've adapted because you've learned right what the role entails and then you've adapted it to your style now and exactly. they see that leadership in you and they gave you that lead role they said look we want you to come bring this fresh perspective we've seen that you've been able to do the things that we've asked you to do now we we want you to be a leader and t- and then instruct now. and tell and mentor and build people that, up to do yes. the same thing then, with yes. the vision that you've been providing. So it's just and a, that is is it's kind of weird because I, I'm not the most outspoken guy about my talents or what I do or what I put on and my grind. But when people come to you and legitimately look up to you, you kind of get taken back a breath a little bit. Like, what do they see in me? No, sometimes see, it's hard to see your, that in yourself. That you're you know, owning, like, I can't believe this. That you're owning it's a humbling thing. experience. But the thing you're is, owning that, you is, know is you understand that it's change, but you're able to, like, you're able to be yourself in the situation. So it's mm-hmm. like you don't have to alter how you are as a person Correct. because you're able to be... You're, anybody's able to adapt to being around you and your presence. Mm, so I don't necessarily have to fit in or be the same type of person that the wow. people that I'm surrounded by, but they learn from me as well as I learn from them and we can excel right. and be able to produce great 
stuff that we were producing within our business. Oh, great, great segue. And, you and know, then you also had saying, you also huge, had a big change as well. Huge, and how did you adapt to the, your new yeah, situation and your huge, your new? Whoo! All right, let me. I just had the groundwork, man, because this. Whoo! All right. You put in some hours. I, I mean, you talking sixty? I'm you know it's serious. But this man be taking off his glasses, man, yo, yo, because this is like this is really you no because take that preacher rag out too. You silly, <laughs> no because y'all y'all hit on just 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 very key points, man, and I I really want our listeners to hear just why that's important and why you have to be flexible and be able to adapt because if if I personally didn't do that and you guys didn't do what you just, just talked about in your roles, like I wouldn't have been able to make the jump that I did. I went from aerospace straight to tech industry after 13 years of being in the aerospace industry. Um, it's crazy. It's a different world, but I knew I had to make that change. Right. I knew I had to do that because I, I got to a point in my career where I felt like I wasn't able to, adapt to their culture, right? Like their culture was different. I mean, I would great company, you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't have been out here if it wasn't for them. I always give, you know, kudos to them. But it was just I had I had exhausted my, you know, kind of my trajectory there. And it, it wasn't on them, it wasn't on me. It was just that it wasn't the great cultural fit for me. Going to two two separate directions. Right, you know right. But you understand both of y'all going forward but it's just two separate ways. It's exactly. a fork in the road at some point. Exactly. And so what happened was I went from actually having a a seven minute commute, you know, each way, pretty much to forty five each way. Plus, you know, I took on a senior role, a senior program manager role, right to a senior leadership position. So they saw something there. So I had to take that understand and take that leap and figure it out, right? And so, fifteen months in, you know, I had to be who I am, and I had to learn that that's what they want from me. They want me to come in and be who I am as a leader. They see that as a, as a servant leader. And so, so now I'm there. If, if it sucks because now I have a different commute, but at the same time, I've adapted to the new role and I've adapted to the new responsibilities, and I and I own that. And it, it is an honor. Like when somebody comes up to you and say, "Hey, you know, Mr. Bradford, Mr. Howard, whatever," you know, what I'm saying, "Yo, this is it's it's a it's a true honor because now they're coming to you as an expert, as a as a subject matter expert. They see that you have value, and they mm-hmm. want to converse with you and figure out how they can go to that next level. And just like this podcast that we are putting on, we want to help you guys go to that next level. So just take. This advice that we we want y'all it. to hit y'all ultra instinct in life. <laughs> <laughs> we are all Dragon Ball Z fans. We like the show, yeah. so we just gotta keep beating up Jiren, <laughs> get slapped in the face by adversity and everything in life to help level yourself up to be able to adapt, and so we can start flexing out here. For real, Dragon man. Ball Super man. Oh my but, bad. Hey, Super. no, no, no. Hey, right. <laughs> hey, right no, I'll just mess with you, man. Put some respect on. Put name. some respect on it, but but also. Uh, I know we talked about our roles and how we uh, got out here, but uh, you just had a, a big change in your life, man. How, man. how are you adapting to that? Man, I'm adapting. It's a it's a it's a daily hustle, a daily struggle. It's very humbling, and it's you've been all positive. It's all positive. How long you been married? Less than a year. Less than a year. That's a, that's, that's a fair. Yeah, <laughs> so I still got my training wheels on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. I would say those words, and I want to say it in the most positive manner that I can because I was talking to my mentor yesterday. Relationships in, in general, you're always going to have tension, like like two hands connected and pulling apart. You're always going to have tension. So just managing that in life is just very important. And, and in terms of adapting, it's been great because i've she's pushed me in terms of trying to figure out who i am called here to be in terms mm. of being a leader 
in suppose in terms of being a godly man, in terms of being a husband, a provider, a protector, mm-hmm. all of those roles that I need to be fulfilling, she's pushing me to help get to those levels. It makes me move different. Mm-hmm. Um, I know out you yeah. got kids. Yeah. That is a whole different type of thing that you have to adapt to. Yes, and but I know and right now yeah. my mentality is like I at first need to adapt to our whole marriage, our whole situation before we even prepared to take that next step because my mindset is already shifted where I am thinking a lot more for two than one. Any decision I make, it moves, affects the whole total environment. It doesn't right. just affect me anymore. Right. And I know there's going to be women that probably listen to the podcast and be like, you should have always been thinking about us. us. <laughs> but no, but it, it really clicked once I made that covenant under God with the audience, with my family and friends in front of me. It yes, changed my mind saying, look, you put on and you did this in public under God and all these people, you better come through. Right, Ain't right, no right. being wishy-washy. It's a different level of responsibility. Right. It's a different and level you, of you, responsibility. You hit it. And, and you hit it. Just like fatherhood, yes. too. Just like fatherhood, right? And it, like I said, you have to have that mind shift. Like when she first said, hey, we, we having a baby. It was, oh, oh. Well, I, I knew what was, it could happen, yeah. You know what I mean? We all, we all know what happens, but... When she when she told me, like I think literally, literally split. It was like, oh, okay, I, I can't be the same guy. Not that I'm I'm not a good dude, but I have to. I got to figure out what am I doing? What, what the gaps at right now? Because I don't want my kids to come into this and and not get the best of me, right? Mm-hmm. So I have to look inside. I have to really dig deep, and then the changes had to come from within because that's where you can say you want to do a do all, all day. Somebody can tell you you need to change, but if you don't if you don't feel it in your spirit or something doesn't tell you, okay, enough is enough, you can't do that. And now adapting as a father, you know, I, I, I see y'all less now, right? I mean, before yeah. I was hoop game all the time. What's up, y'all? I, I see y'all in a couple of hours. Now it's like, uh, I got to take my son to soccer. Yeah. But I'm going to come, I'm going to holler at you afterwards. Okay, my schedule, your schedule cool? No. So we've had to adjust a lot and adapt to our... Mm-hmm. Circumstances now that they've changed, but we still here two shot guys on my heart. still here. For real, two shot guys on my heart. Yeah, because even to go back to the whole, even getting to the whole marriage standpoint, I had to adapt to having my wife as my girlfriend. Like we were in different states. She's down there in Florida, I'm out here in Washington. Then I had to adapt to her moving to Seattle. That's another big, that was the first time I've ever lived with a woman in life. So we got to adapt to that whole environment. Then we got to adapt to being engaged. And when you engage, we got married, so you have to plan a wedding. And if you don't adapt to that, boy, <laughs> whoo, you, you ain't going to make it. But mine's was good for the for, for about, I would say about 90% of it was great. There's, you know, everybody's in one-off moments. But for the most part, mine was straight. It was great. It was a beautiful thing. But I was ready for it to be over so I can get back to doing things that <laughs> we wanted to do with our lives. Yeah. And then we, had, and right now, just going through the things of just adapting to being a husband. So it's just yeah. constant adaptation to make things work. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I feel that, man. And and I want to also branch off what you were saying about fatherhood. It's just because it it it, gets, it, it hits differently, and it, it it changed me from the point of perspective when I had my son. Because you know I had him back when I was in high school. I was uh, going into eighteen years old, and then being able to oh, like I feel like I grew up quick, mm-hmm. and I was able. I had to adapt and be like, okay, you got somebody looking up to you now. You got to make some stuff happen. Mm-hmm. And you got to be focused because, like, my first years in college, I was, you know, I was, wasn't doing well because I was thinking about it too much. I'm like, okay, yeah, I got to get yeah. home. I got to be able to provide for mines. You know what I'm saying? I could get back. But I'm like, I had to take I had to take that time to think to myself, like, man, what are you doing? 
you got somebody looking up to you. I need to grind and get to where I need to be to provide for some somebody else. Somebody's looking up uh-huh. to me. Somebody's like telling me like, okay, I got to get it. And you know what I'm saying? That's my mindset. So being able to, to, and then up to the point now, whereas he's a teenager now, he's growing up. So having to adapt my life to being around a teenager now, because I had him out here this whole summer and it was, you know what I'm saying? A great experience. And then, you know, it's just good having them out here because I've been away so long because mm-hmm. I took this, I just talked about it earlier. I took this new position in a new area. So I had to move 1700 miles away yeah. from my son. But I, you know what I'm saying? I wanted to instill in him like, Hey, I'm out here doing this for you so we can be prosperous later on. And I'm trying to give you this blueprint so you don't have to go yes, through the sir. same things that yes, I went through sir. so that you don't have to adapt the ways I had to adapt. Right. Blueprint. You exactly. said it right there, the yeah. blueprint, the blueprint. And, and, and that's the, the premise. And the, the thing blueprint. with that as well is being, and he's living and growing up in Chicago <laughs> right now at a young age, and just the stuff that's going on there, man. It's just, yeah. that's it's a, black teen- a black teenager in Chicago, man. And it's just yeah. like, I wanted him to be out here and see a different side of life and view different experiences out here because yes, it, it's a different thing about teaching a black person how to be a man at the point where everything's changing. Because I know he's a change. That's a bar. He's going That's through, a bar right there. He's going through his, you know, growing up. So, you know what I'm saying, hitting the puberty, getting, you know what I'm saying, elevating his mindset, going into high school soon, yes, in sir. eighth grade, going into high school. That's a new change key for him. Years, and I want to be years. able to give him yeah. this blueprint that I went through because I see, I, I know he views me as, you know what I'm saying, he knows I'm his father and I'm that prominent figure. But also being able to learn because he sees me do these things and he sees me execute on this level. So yeah. he knows like, okay, he was out here doing work. I need right. to at least be able to do some work as well. And then uh, an- another thing that I wrote down was just like embracing your children's interests mm-hmm. is what another thing that, cause like, I don't want to say every man is like this, but me personally, I was like this wanting him to be doing everything that I've done before. Like, you know, saying I play football, I want my son to play football Mm -hmm. or I play basketball all the time. I want him to play basketball and they might not always want to do that. So being able to adapt to their mind frame and how they think, because my son is like an artist and I appreciate that because like I seen him one day, he's just, he's like, dad, can you buy me some mechanical pencils? He's in here drawing a whole comic book. Oh yeah, you show me that. And it's like, he has the lines for it. Like everybody, the figures are the same in each picture. They all have like dialogue in it that makes sense. And I'm just seeing like from this part of, you got, you got to cultivate that. And I think just you having the right mindset of knowing that this person in my life, my son has different skills and talents that probably are with inside of you, but they're just more magnified. Right now, and you just have to cultivate that. You hear the guy instead of man. other people who are at games talk about, yeah. "Hey, man, I'm cheering for Johnny. What's going on?" They're playing for themselves because they didn't get to the league, right, and they're trying to right, get right, their right, son right, to right, league. Right. But you right. just gotta let that go and let that person be yeah. what God cultivate. has cultivate. cultivate. Yeah. Sometimes gotta, it works gotta, out like that. Sometimes it's different. But I just appreciate, and I just want to sit back and understand. Like, hey, I appreciate what you're doing as long as you're excelling and giving your all and in you any situation. Support, I'm here to guide I'm, you through the situation that you deem is best for you at this time now if it's going down like he said i just want to be you know i don't know uh basket weaver if that's what he wants to do what support do you need to be the best at that right you know what can i do i mean that's an extreme example right but if he wants to do art, you know an artist you know he want to be an artist why not he don't he can still who play football but if that's his passion is an artist all right he's going to be the he could be the first you know wilson you know artist rivaling van gogh i don't know but anything. sky's the limit, man. That's what I'm saying. But 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 we not here though, and we all always, man. You know the ancestors, bro. 
Yeah. If it's, not, if, it's, if it's not for them, then we're not here doing this. That's true. You know what I'm saying? And so I had I had some notes that I wrote as well that I, I looked up. So we're going to start talking about the black history yeah, figures I, I, right yeah, now? Yeah, I think because we can go on on this one, yeah. man. I, yeah. I know we can really go deep mm-hmm. on this one. We always want to give it up, yeah. you know what I'm saying, and always recognize uh, historical or, or, or right now a black, prominent black figure in black history. And we always want to talk about at least somebody that, that's prominent to us. And it can be, you know, anybody. I know we all got somebody yeah. we want to talk about. So yeah. I know... WB. WB, Robert Smalls. Uh, man, Robert Smalls, man. This is a black man that adapted. Let me break out my little notes to get y'all the lowdown. <laughs> so I give this man the justice he deserves. So he's a black man born into slavery on May 13th, 1862. That's May 13th, very special day. My sister was born on that day. But let's talk about Robert. He freed himself and his family from slavery. How he did this? This we got to share this information. He commandeered a Confederate ship. Basically, he went on there and deboed and stole it. <laughs> then he was able to sail through Confederate waters. Mm. He handed the ship over to the Union after he was able to get it to the other sides of the, of the water. And then he was also very influential in President Lincoln allowing black men in the military. So after the military's over, he hands over the ship. He gets cashed out. Mm. So he used that cash and he purchased the former slave owners the former owner's house so he got the house that wow. he bought back that he used to work for and you know what he had enough grace to allow the form the slave master's wife to come back and live in that house before she died wow that's grace man that's but that's just been how how we've always come through right but just, he, just having that having i think that grace man and i mean you you really led into something speaking about grace because the person that I was looking through and looking at, I was like, wow, this is incredible. Um, Richard Allen, man, was a minister, educated writer, and one of America's most active and influential black leaders. In 1794, he founded the African Methodist Episcopal Church, the first independent black denomination in the United States. He opened his first AME church in 1794 in Philadelphia. I'm like, wow. Like, that's... You you have to definitely got to adapt in some things back then to be the first to open up a, a church yeah. that that really is is kind of digging deeper into the Bible from that perspective, mm-hmm. right? And so you know how do you do that in seventeen hundreds when slavery is just is I just rampant? You know My dad attends so, a church. It's an Amen Church in Denver. There it is, man. So, it's so just, it goes deep. It goes deep, man. So shout out, man, to Mister Mister Allen and now what you know. Hey, I don't even know how to top that, but uh, I was talking about uh, Madam C.J. Walker. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, we already know she was born into a cotton plantation in Louisiana, and she became wealthy after inventing a line of African-American hair care products. So, nice. You know what I'm saying? Being able yeah. to adapt and promote yourself and, and do something that helps, you know what I'm saying, helps your people flourish, being able to, you know what I'm saying, self-made, hey, self-paid. Shout out to Madam C.J. Walker. Without her, <laughs> y'all edges would look nope, terrible. Nope. <laughs> now they laid. Right, right, right. <laughs> the hairs wouldn't lay down. <laughs> now they laid. They laid. But, but no, nah, let's take, take, us, take us home, man, because I know we could, we could definitely get on it, man. Just, just a couple of a couple of gems or, or a gem or two from, from each, man. I, and, and all right. I do so, that, but... Man. uh. We always like to end the show oh, talking right, about yeah. the uh, defining yeah. what 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 is the actual definition of adapting. We always like look at the dictionary, but mm-hmm. adapting to make suitable, 
to requirements or conditions to adjust or modify uh, fittingly. Nah. So I think we were right on point with that. Yeah. Fittingly, though. We stay on fittingly. point like Stacy Adams. <laughs> <laughs> and it's two shot guys a mile high. All right, we go. We oh, out. Oh, <laughs>